Hello. Thanks for coming and hanging out at Pop That hmm. Culture. Yeah. You We're come always happy and to we be don't. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, now, uh, I am excited to find out if you had a midnight adventure last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did? I did. Ah! So we finished prepping, and then I pulled a Joe, and I snuck out and saw a Joker. Joker. And, you know, I thought I was going to see a Steve Miller Band biopic. <laughs> I was so wrong. Midnight Joker. Mm. So, okay. Uh, yeah, kudos for great parenting that I saw last night. Pregnant lady, two small kids. Had to have been about four and six. At midnight? At midnight. For the Joker! Which is violent as all get out. What? And then the little boy is talking the whole movie. Mommy, did he get shot in the head? Oh, yeah. 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 So, mm. could this ironically be the origin story of a real Joker happening next to me in the reserved seating with reclining <laughs> leather seats? Uh, very possible. Mm. So, yeah, you had your uh, sexy late night adventure last night. Oh, yeah. Which is actually going to help us a little bit later. But we did want to update you on something that was also a little bit of a sexy late night time. Uh -huh. Yes, we, uh, we've been following this story mm -hmm. uh, closely. Yes. We like to do in-depth <laughs> reporting. Mm-hmm for whenever there's porn on a billboard yes. and especially when there's porn on i-75 and you might be wondering to yourself why porn on a billboard because those little orange trailer signs not enough resolution that's true mm. you it would be like when you were a kid and you tried yeah. to watch scrambled uh dirty exactly. stuff exactly like is that hbo that's, that's what not even vga <laughs> it's, it's, it's what resolution is a is a signboard david oh what do you God, think what are you knows? guessing no, it has to be HD. It's got to be pretty big. What are those the, little, the little ones? The construction ones? Oh, no, those ones. Like, oh, man, like, like 320 by 320? No, yeah. I, I was guessing 180 by 240. Listen, technology, okay. boys. All anybody cares about is that there were boobs and probably more just, like, going to town on i By the way, boobs and, and more, my favorite shop. <laughs> We're selling boobs, 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 everything out the door, the back door. Um, no, so they, it was like 15 or 20 minutes of that happening. I think it was like Auburn and uh, I-75. Yeah. So if you're heading to Oakland University for a night class and... Uh, what is going on? Oh my God, is that what I think it is? Yes, it is. And as we mentioned last week, it was like an absolute miracle that there were no injuries, no accidents, right. because people were definitely stopping to see the show and as far as I could see from searching around the internet they haven't made any arrests yeah yet. The perpetrators who looked like they were getting ready to you know swap the porn on the billboard out and then go to a crystal method show uh, not <laughs> hey, the glasses and the sweatshirts <laughs> right? were apparently enough for you to be able to get away with crime these days yes. because they have not found the two white dudes that's all I could tell mm. who were able to break into I don't even know if it was locked actually the tower mm -hmm. that holds the billboards for the the moving ones um, but we thought well this is funny and there you know I mean not only did it make local news but clearly it made national news mm. and then this weekend we found out that it made the Saturday Night Live during right. weekend updates you had one mr. Michael Che with his own take on the porn on the billboard billboard along a highway and changed the display to show a pornographic movie. As a result, police say there were a record number of carjackings. 
Now, I feel like a bad uh, joke hmm. person. It actually took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, with a... Oh, uh, oh, we yes. went with the masturbation joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, it just... Yeah. <laughs> Or and then I was sad that we didn't think of it when we were doing a story. Strangely <laughs> enough, uh, if you were headed up from Toledo, there was a sign right around Monroe that uh -huh. said uh, 48 miles to the next breast area. Oh, well. Mm. Oh, okay. That's, that deserved a sad, a sad day. Uh, you know, uh. I am gonna, I, I've given up. I'm going to have to buy a new, a new bell because mm. this one is just... Mm. I've slammed it so hard, Joe, because you've made so many good puns oh. on this show. <laughs> good recovery. Well done. <laughs> well done. That I need a new pal because that thing is just <laughs> real sad. You know what else is sad? Huh. When somebody comes across as sour grapes, which right. is weird because they're extremely respected and have probably made insane amounts of money over their lifetime. Right. But one Mr. Martin Scorsese is is kind of pissing people off. Right. Because, and then pissing in their Cheerios. Yeah. And come on. Now he is out, he's been doing press because he has a, a new movie, a new sort of old movie, because it's got a lot of your old favorites and there's rolling out the Pacino, the De Niro, the Pesci, I can't remember who else, but it, um, and I think they actually have to use that software on them to de-age the right. new parts of the movie. <laughs> he's rolling out all the old favorites, I, I, think, I believe it's called The Irishman, and uh, it's a movie that is going to be out in theaters beginning of November and then it airs on Netflix towards the end of November. Hmm. So he's getting with the time. He's doing the whole theater but and streaming mm -hmm. platforms and all that. So he was out doing press for this movie and I I don't know if it was because people were saying that there there's already been really good reviews of this at, at um, the festivals that it's aired in and the maybe, you know, Oscar talk. And then they wanted to get his opinion, opinion because there's some Oscar talk for Avengers Endgame, right. which would be like nothing that's ever happened before. Right. I, I don't think we've had a, a straight up superhero movie for Oscar talk, have we? Mm, well, I don't, I don't Black think Panther that, won something. Oh, you're David? right. You're right. What did you're it Artistic design, I believe. Yeah. No. Was it nominated for... But it wasn't nominated for Best Picture, was it? No, that was the time they were going to do that, like, uh, the, the the getting with the times kind of, like, yeah. fan favorite oh, you're stuff. you're right, you're right. And then they're right. like, oh, we're not going to do that like, anymore. No, we don't want to... Never mind. Mm -hmm. um, so it would be a big deal if it happened. Right. And I think Martin Scorsese was kind of like, I'm sorry, uh, Avengers for an Oscar? Right. And he said that... Let me get the whole... Let me get the whole quote here because it's kind of... Well, they asked him if he'd seen it, and he said, Well, actually, no, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. That's offense number one. Right. And then he said, Honestly, the closest I can think of them is as well-made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances. Meow. Under the circumstances. He said, The best that I can think of them is as theme parks. Meow part two. Wow. Uh, it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. And I say wrong. I say oh, wrong, too. Come off of it. Yeah. That is just... There is so much emotion, especially uh -huh. in Endgame. Yeah. And Martin so much... Martin Scorsese, watch Black <laughs> Widow try to eat a... 
peanut butter sandwich and tell me that doesn't bring tears to your eyes. Scorsese. You and those eyebrows, you get with the times. And stop using the same effing formula. That's cinema. You know what? That's like Julia Childs going, Hell's Kitchen isn't a real cooking show. Jesus. I some some uh, of the superhero type movies have been you know lighter or more frothy or right. might be seen not be seen as art how pe out art house pieces I can't even say it but to say that it's not cinema and there's not emotion clearly right. you haven't watched these movies well, because if you had depending on which one you're tapping into mm -hmm. there there I mean well there's a lot of social commentary yes. there's a lot of themes great costumes yes uh, very good looking people. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of these what? are allegories for things that are going right. on. Oh, Sarah, use and of so, allegory. Well done. And so if you don't get it, Martin Scorsese, <laughs> I don't know what. I think it's just really interesting that this comes from... I mean, he is a legend. He, he is. is a master at the craft. But when you've done like 40 million movies with the same actors... With the same basic storylines yeah. and the same themes, it's easy to say that, isn't it, Martin? Yeah, well, so it's funny because a lot of people have, you know, come out and made comments about him. One of which was um, Samuel L. Jackson, which mm -hmm. in general he was like, bitch, please. But um, <laughs> he also was saying um, that not a, Martin Scorsese's not everybody's cup of tea either, either sir. Right. So he was pointing out, your movies are not for everybody, and maybe these kind of movies aren't for you, but that doesn't make them less of an art form. Right. Well, Step and you back, know what? Martin. He's just mad because they make a ton of money. <laughs> well, so um, Robert Downey Jr. was just on with Howard Stern, and so he was asking uh -oh. about this whole controversy mm -hmm. and asked. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. if he thought Martin Scorsese was just jealous of their success and RDJ said of course he's not jealous of the success he's Martin Scorsese but by the way there's a lot to be said for how these genre movies and I was happy to be part of the problem if there is one but how they have denigrated the era the art form of cinema when you come in like a stomping beast and you eliminate the competition in such a demonstrative way it's phenomenal and he who said, you know, what do you think of Scorsese's comment overall? And basically he was like, he's entitled to his opinion, I mm. love him, but it's like saying you, Howard Stern, are not radio. He right. said it doesn't make sense. Right. And I think Martin Scorsese should, you know, have lunch with Robert Downey Jr. after Disney opens up the taxi driver park. <laughs> oh, look, come on, kids, get a picture with Jodie Foster. Come on. Well, what's interesting is, so you saw Joker last night, mm -hmm. and although that's not a Marvel movie, which I think right. is what Scorsese was specifically asking, about it is a comic book right. movie which tried will be completely... to pretend like it wasn't then had a tie-in at the end where it kind of tied itself into canon but in a different way mm -hmm. um, but that movie as I understand it and you saw it pays homage to a lot of De Niro and Scorsese stuff right. in it, it does. In way it's and I think uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix will get an Oscar nomination. Looks number like one. He should. Uh, number two, and my, let's just fix my improv uh, iPad stand oh, really quick. Oh, that's not going to happen. Let's that's going to. There we go. Okay, well. So I can read it by doing this. <laughs> I can read it by doing my senior picture. Um, the uh, the thing about that movie is it is it is it really does approach that type of Martin Scorsese type of filmmaking, and the the acting is top notch. Very very dark. 
Yeah. And, and it stands on its own. People are comparing it to um, Taxi the Taxi Driver. It is. It's set in like kind of the same era. Yeah. And Gotham, which is you know a lot of ways a metaphor for you know a big city like New York, mm -hmm. looks very much like New York City did when Taxi Driver was shot. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. But so far, I mean, it's record-breaking for the month of October. Mm -hmm. It's record-breaking for that specific director. I think highest-grossing movie possibly so far for De Niro. I'm not 100% mm -hmm. sure on that. And I think it's highest-grossing so far for um, Joaquin Phoenix as well. I think you're right. So he's all poo-pooing the comic book-type movies. Right. And yet this one, which is sort of going towards his style is making money y'all <laughs> right i think one of the one of the actors that was in joker basically before he was cast in joker was kind of doing the same as trash talking comic book movies and then he takes this role in mm. joker i forgot mm -hmm. who it was but i'm like this is to me this is a real it's a bona fide it genre it makes more <laughs> no it wasn't De Niro. Oh, okay. it was a smaller oh, okay. you know bit part actor but comic book movies you know they rake in more money than basically all the other genres uh, you have to say that this is a legit genre, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you? You would think. Hmm. Now, you had the uh, the Marty... <laughs> the Marty Scorsese... Just leave it. Scorsese problems there. Mm -hmm. And then you also had controversy for Ellen over the weekend. She went to the Cowboys game. She was a guest of the Joneses. Right. In their super, triple, double, fancy suite, I can only imagine. Right. I'm sure it's just like shrimp and lobster and I don't even know what in mm -hmm. there because they own the freaking team <laughs> and have more money than God. Um, but so she was a guest of them for the Cowboys. She's actually a Packers fan. She's friends with Aaron Rodgers. And she was there with her wife and people got upset because there was video footage and photographs of her sitting in this suite. And the people next to her were George W. Bush and his wife, hmm. Laura Bush. And they looked like they were having a fantastic time right. and giggling and laughing and having fun. And people were so offended that she would be nice to him, that she would be friendly with him, mm -hmm. that she would show him any sort of human decency because of some of the things that he pushed through while he was in office that were anti-LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. um, and also on Twitter, some people were straight up calling George W. Bush a war criminal. Oh, you know, a lot of people fall back I was, to that. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's quite a, a term for him. But she went on her show, uh, I think it was yesterday, and talked about her theory about kindness and why people need to back off. Got a shot of George and me laughing together, and uh, so. <laughs> People were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Didn't even notice I'm holding the brand new iPhone 11. And, um, <laughs> but a lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. And, uh, but here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. And, um, exactly. Here's the thing, I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have <laughs> friends who should 
tweeze more. And I, I have, but just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Doesn't matter. I love that philosophy. I do too. And, um, you know, there was a backlash from this speech on Twitter. Really? People came back at Ellen even more. Really? There were defenders of Ellen, but there were people that came back and said, well, then they started saying, well, you know, George W. Bush was responsible for this, these deaths in this war and this and that. And it's a tough. It's ideologically, you know, right. you you want to you know be on the side of you know what's morally just and you know on and 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 not sending people off to war to die and things like that. But I also kind of think that in this country that we live in, you you you're not a hundred percent without sin, right? I right. mean, there was there were so many people, you know. Ellen's message was generally, you know, very positive about being kind to people, and people turned it into, well, you're consorting with a war criminal, and yeah, that's uh, I, I excuse me for being sort of out of the loop. I didn't realize that a lot of people were straight up just identifying him as that, and there were people who were saying that she's contributing to uh, trying to pivot or turn the image of a war criminal into a friendly old funny grandpa. I mean, she's had right. him as a guest on her show before, sort of right. the same thing. And usually when you see him, that is what you see, just him telling jokes <laughs> and just, you know, just being a goofball and, oh, I make paintings. And I think people actually spend quite a bit of money on his George W. Bush right. paintings. He's, he's a talented painter. And so he's sort of trying to change his image into, I'm, I'm retired grandpa George W. Bush. And uh -huh. let's not talk about... Hanging out with the Obama. <laughs> what happened? You know who else is friends with him? Actually, is Michelle Obama. Right, they're they're very tight. Yes. When you see them together, they're hanging out. Yeah, you know, they're going to ball games. When when they're at events where there are a number of political figures, you know, she's sharing mints with him and mm -hmm. you know rubbing elbows. And, He's and giving her Werthers. <laughs> uh, I this is is this is such a weird area, and we typically do not go into political commentary on this podcast. We just don't. Um, but I will say this. I, I think that a lot of the people, the way that they were tweeting at George W. Bush, yeah. uh, which, you know, let's not go into what our politics are, but a lot of them had this very kind of condescending, self-righteous tone, right? And to that I say, if you are that steadfast in your ideology, mm -hmm. then why don't you give your backyard back to the Native Americans if they occupied your land before? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, where right. do you stop that discourse? Where does it end? Yeah. Because, I mean, it should have stopped with Ellen going, hey, be kind to one another. Which is what, I mean, haven't we been talking about this so much that just people can't even online if they have a difference of opinion? Right. It's, it's seemingly impossible to remain friends with people who have a difference of opinion in the political climate and going through, you know, with, when the election, right. people are just unfriending each other left and right and they're just angry, or, you know, just so much anger and hatred. And so for her to come out and say, I'm able to be kind and be friends with people who have a difference of opinion, I love that philosophy, but I understand that it also makes it difficult for people when they feel like someone is such a polarizing figure to the degree of life and death right. polarizing. No, I, and I can, I can, I can honestly, I can wrap my head around it. Let's just say that because you know me having as little hair on my head as I do, <laughs> I hang out with a woman that has like these crazy wigs. Oh, that's you true. Know, it's yes, like, <laughs> we haven't named this one. What should this one be? Uh, I don't know, Blue Steel. Oh <gasps> yes. 
Yes, please. Mm. Oh, I love Lucille. Did we get the thumbs up from Kelsey? You know, crew, you're awfully quiet today. Kelsey's like golf clapping. David's not chiming in. Well, we got a little so, serious. I got, I got, a, I got a monster. I'm working my way through here. So, and then I, like halfway through the show, David will be awake and yes. <laughs> with the, No, that was very serious. Let's move mm. on to something that makes you happy and me happy. And oh my God, I mean, I was squealing like a little girl. Oh, I was, were you? Me, I was so excited. <laughs> There's already been one trailer, but with uh, New York Comic Con, we got two things for the Picard series, which is coming up. We got oh. a show start dates. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also got a new trailer for the show. And in the new trailer, oh. you get to see Dana. And you get to see Riker and oh, Diana Troy. But wait, there's more. What? Seven of nine? She Now, I didn't throw in the whole trailer. Most of it, but mm. not all of it. I'm not sure if you get to see her in the trailer. But yes, she is there too. But I'm more excited about Data and Riker. But anyway, if you are a Next Generation fan, you are going to love the trailer for the new Picard series. Would you like to finish it, Captain? I don't know how. That is not true, sir. Oh, it's all right, number one. I came here to find safety. But one is never safe from the past. Please, sir. Someone's after me. I have an appointment. Your name, please, sir? Picard. P-I-C-A-R-D. It's nice to see you up and around again. We have an obligation to investigate. There is no we, Jean-Luc. Admiral, I am standing up for the Federation, for what it should still represent. This is no longer your house, Jean-Luc. Go home. I have to help her. You really want to go back out into the cold? More than ever. I have a plan. Another top secret, unauthorized rescue mission. This is everything that ever mattered to me. I'm going with you. I need your skill and your courage. The past is written. <laughs> but we are left to write the future. Hold on. She was sent for a reason. I'll get the information we need. I help people who have no one else to help them. Dad! What? Come out here! Stop yelling! It's Jean-Luc Hello, Will. Jean-Luc. <laughs> I, wow! I know, right, Riker? <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> wow, oh Will Riker! <laughs> By the way, I think that was Admiral Kirk's house from Generations. Uh, you know what, it did kind of look like his yeah. little cabin in the I woods. Mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm not kidding, it's like Captain oh Kirk's house. Oh 
my Chopping god. Chopping lumber crying, in the Crying, crying, crying. Yes. I hate you when uh, somebody makes a joke and it takes a second for your brain to process it and by then you're back on camera. I hate when that happens. <laughs> and there's a lot of that that goes on on this show. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Yes. Holy mackerel. And you know Does what the, the best thing was? Good? I engineered that joke to come in at that time, practiced it in front of the mirror. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. So the start date for Picard is January 23rd. 2020 on CBS All Access and then Amazon Prime if you're in the UK, which why not? Yeah, and by the way, the short treks are out, which is they do like these the short shorts. Treks. They do these shorts of Star Trek themes with like with different actors and oh. stuff like that. Very, very good. Really? And um, we'll talk more about that off camera like we've been doing. But <laughs> the thing is, is what I don't get is why didn't they digitally de-age data in these trailers? Yeah. Because he's clearly wearing <laughs> he's like really old. He borrowed one of Shatner's toops. He's, a, and, he's uh, an android, so what's, uh, like what's going on there? So, like, de-age, I mean, the makeup is clearly better because oh if there's one God. thing that takes you, especially, have you seen any of the uh, the 4K remasters of The Next Generation? No, I haven't seen the 4K versions okay. of them, no. So they've, they've totally, re like, the original series, they did the same thing where they redid all the effects, like, you know, they, it's all digital effects now. Mm -hmm. It's 4K, but the problem is, is that all the makeup from, from Brent Spiner that rubs oh, off on his costume ew. is so clear, and I was like, wow, <laughs> look at that, that's amazing. Now, we both enjoyed that last story. This next one mm. may just be for me, I'm not sure. But it's a little for you would too. You like, would you like a glass of water? Ooh, I told you. I told everybody. I've gone full cougar on this yeah. story because she's so cougar about this. She's almost a melon camp. I was afraid he was only twenty-one. You said he might be twenty-three. Oh, he's legal, yeah. Sarah. He's legal. That's not better. Uh, yeah, Dylan Larkin from the Red Wings did a commercial for a pants <laughs> company. Uh -huh. I didn't realize this was an affliction that hockey players have, but they deal oh, with. Yeah. They deal with. Hockey butt, mm -hmm. where you got the you got the big quads, you got the big thighs, you got right. the big buttocks, but then you work out, so you have a tiny waist, mm -hmm. and you can't find pants to fit you, especially mm -hmm. not dress pants to fit you. So what do you do? You do a commercial about it where you do so many low and slow squats to show people <laughs> that you have found <laughs> the pants of your dreams. <laughs> yes, you have. Please roll that beautiful footage. I know a big problem that a lot of athletes and hockey players have is shopping for pants. We have relatively small waist and big quads, big thighs, and big butt. <laughs> I like a nice taper at the ankle, but when they fit my thighs, they're a boot cut at the bottom. I can't really find an off-the-rack pant to fit me. Even when I get a pair of pants custom made, I can't move around and stretch in them. Every time I bend down, I feel like I'm going to bust through the seams. The first time I wore State and Liberty stretch dress pants, I immediately thought about the fit and, and how I felt wearing them and I love that tapered look and I feel like I didn't have to take them right to the tailor and I could just wear them out of the store and honestly never felt that with trying on dress pants and trying to get fitted for a suit. Being a professional athlete, the biggest thing I value with dress pants is fit and comfort and I definitely get that with State and Liberty dress pants. 
Oh my. But you know, I can't believe how fast you got that towel to dab your forehead <laughs> back underneath the, our unlit I table. I mean, ridiculous. So I uh, have some a recommendation. <laughs> your, one of your nephews plays hockey, right? Yes. Yeah. Dylan Larkin has a hockey camp and clinic at oh. Lakeland Ice Arena, and he actually coaches. And then I could take my you nephew. You can go bring your nephew. To the thing. Tell your sister and brother-in-law, uh -huh. uh -huh. I'm, I'm taking your son to a hockey <laughs> camp. I paid for it. No. I paid for it. I'm going to lace up his skates. I'll drive the no. whole nine yards. I want to be creepy from a distance. I, I don't think uh, I, I don't, don't want to be creepy. There's plexi. There's plexi in a net that's just, that separates you. No. Now, another thing that was a joy to behold is the maternity photo shoot that we're about to show you. What happened was there was a lovely lady whose name is Kelsey, by the way, Kelsey, and she uh, was told by her doctors that during this latter portion of her pregnancy, she had to be on bed rest. And they had already scheduled to do a maternity photo shoot. Mm -hmm. She was all excited about it. It was going to be this beautiful thing by a waterfall. And she's like, I can't leave the bed. So her husband, who A, loves her, and B, has a beer belly, was like, you know what, baby? I'm going to fill in for mm -hmm. you and surprise you. I mean, obviously, he didn't tell her, but... So he called <laughs> up the uh, the photographer, and he said, we're going to do the maternity photo shoot. No, 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 stop. He said... I'm, I'm going sorry, to do. I'm going to do the maternity <laughs> photo shoot. You have me do the poses that you were going to have my wife do. And we'll, you know, get the pictures back and I'm going to surprise her so she can sort of have a laugh because she was really sad that she was going to be missing having this beautiful photo shoot. So we have them, some of the results of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, I want to buy this guy a beer. I, right? Number one, you can tell that he's got a big heart. You know, he, he's, he's able to poke fun at himself yes. to, you know... I'm guessing part oh, of this is a, to cheer as well. that's a nice one. <laughs> I love it. It's so pretty. Yes, look at that. That's beautiful. Do we have one more? Here, let's see. Yeah, oh, oh look at that. Just think, would you say, what is that, like five or six months along, would you say, if that's, he was actually a pregnant lady? That, that's easily toward the end of the second trimester. I think so, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Now, you don't get a belly like that without eating delicious junk food mm. and having some beers. Yes, that's like mainlining carbs. Beer is the <laughs> shortcut. And guess what? There are some people who are like, you know what, we need to put these two things mm -hmm. together. And that is White Castle. Yes. I don't know what took so long, but not only are they going to start serving beer in some locations, but it's going to be their own White Castle beer. I love that. And I mean, people were, this is the, uh, I'm drunk and I'm leaving the club food, usually. Mm -hmm. And so now they're like, let's just put two greats taste that yeah. go great together. The beautiful thing about this is that the White Castle beer will be brewed with those frozen patties with the five holes drilled in them and onions <laughs> to really just complement to bring the pairing mm, mm, delicious. All of the flavors oh, yes. that come out. Yes, exactly. No, I, I'm actually shocked. I didn't realize that um, in a number of European countries there are McDonald's that already sell yes, beers. We Germany, don't, they have McBeer. Yeah. McBeer. Yeah, it's only 99 <laughs> cents for a large. For Amazing. real? Wow. <laughs> but now they're they're working at, and there are only 13 states, and we're one of them, that have White Castles. So now soon, we are going to be able to have a delicious slider beer mm. 
with and they crave I think one's called like Crave Nation or something like that. They're making like craft uh, beers that's to go fantastic. with your tiny little white castle. You can wash down those onion chips. White Castle, by the way, I, I go I literally go to White Castle, you know, like on this interval because, you know, I when I go it's really hard for me not to just have like one slider and just move <laughs> on. It's like you gotta get the onion chips. But here's one thing you need to go to White Castle. I recommend you do it today. Yeah. They have an amazing, you know, screw the whole Popeye chicken sandwich controversy because clearly their economists don't know anything about supply and demand, right? <laughs> I say you forget that whole Popeye nonsense, forget the Chick-fil-A nonsense, forget who's the third competitor nonsense is for chicken, go to White Castle and get the chicken and waffle sandwich. Really? They have a slider-sized chicken patty, which is delicious, Ooh. and then they make homemade waffles and they that's the sandwich. <gasps> Amazing. Mm. All right. Well, that is all that we have time for this time. But as usual, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me and with Joe and watching Pop That Culture. And we will see you again next week. Bye.